Welcome back to Here's the Deal, everyone. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I am talking to Ashley Fillmore, who is a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach with her own business called Metabolic Fix. So in this podcast, as you can imagine, we are talking about metabolism and how your metabolism adapts and what you can do when your metabolism has adapted to a low level of calories. We also talk about this process of reverse dieting, a very popular topic around here. And we explain to you why you cannot and you should not be living in fat loss all of the time. So please listen to hear Ashley's story, where she came from, her background, and how she is able to help women now. And I hope that you get some tools out of this podcast that can also help you help yourself. Enjoy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Here's the Deal, everyone. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I am sitting down with Ashley Fillmore, who is also a nutrition coach. She has her own company called Metabolic Fix, and I don't want to mess anything up. So, Ashley, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And I want to know, what did you used to do in terms of nutrition and fitness, and what is it that you do now? And then also tell me what about what metabolic fix is all about and how you help women. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to be here. So, hey guys, I'm Ashley Fillmore and I am a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. And with my company metabolic fix, we do a lot of awesome work, but one of the things I'm really glad you asked me, um, that really inspired me to start doing the work that I'm doing, especially in the format that I am now is my own journey. So my journey started over a decade ago. I was fresh out of college. Um, And let's just say my self-worth and happiness was so attached to how I looked on the outside. So very much so felt like I had to look a certain way to be acknowledged as a credible trainer and nutrition coach. And so if you can imagine, you know, as in my early 20s, my whole life, I didn't have great self-esteem. And so I very much so just clung on to the fact, well, if I weigh a certain thing, if I look a certain way, um, people will accept me more. They'll think I'm more knowledgeable. I really wanted to prove that I was competent, intelligent, and capable of helping people. So let's just say that's when the dieting started. So I went through a little bit of everything from paleo, but taking it to a very unhealthy level. So meaning, you know, I would punish myself if I had a bowl of oatmeal or if I had um, a healthy wrap or anything. And so I felt very restricted because I couldn't eat only fruits and vegetables and meats all the time. And sometimes I wanted a bowl of yogurt. And so I even started to build a really unhealthy relationship with just eating normal in quotation foods. And so I tried that. I did low carb um, at one point. 
I even dabbled around in tracking points with Weight Watchers because that was right beside one of the, um, the, the studio, the gym I used to work at. And it was just a slippery slope. I mean, I, I lost myself. I got super thin, um, probably my lowest weight ever. Um, ended up with hormonal issues, lost my cycle, um, adrenal fatigue, and um, metabolic damage. And so at one point, I kind of hit that dead end street. And I know you probably talk about this a lot too, but I was eating, I would say on a high day, 1200 calories. And I just was not seeing great results. Um, if anything, I started to see my body composition instead of going down, I started to feel like I was starting to to reverse a little bit, maybe pick up some extra um, inches in my midsection and my energy and my relationship with food. And I was exercising so much. It just was not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that, but long story short, no one knew because on the outside, I looked thin. I worked out, which everyone thought I should be right. I'm a trainer coach. Shouldn't I be doing this? And um, a lot of people just assumed that I was super healthy and dedicated, but I was very silently struggling. So that inspired me, um, to really get started wanting to one, share my story with the world and let people know that health professionals, nutritionists, personal trainers, coaches, we are not immune to being caught in the dieting trap. Um, and I wanted to share that to let other women know that, Hey, it's okay. You shouldn't have to figure this out on your own. And there, and there's some of us that even know what to do and we still get caught into the trap too. So, you know, you're not alone. And so that inspired me to start my company and move my company on my metabolic fix. I love it. And there's so much that we could talk about within that, but I think the, the last point is something I want to talk about in terms of our industry. It's hard if you feel like you have to always be your leanest year round because you don't have to. So I think we're almost even more susceptible to being pulled into this trap because you're so, you can be, if you haven't learned this lesson yet, you get so wrapped up in what you think people are thinking about you. But also I can relate, you know, you get praised. Oh, she's so dedicated. She's up doing her workout at 5 a.m. Oh, she eats so healthy. And it just reinforces these negative behaviors without, people think they're not doing any harm but it actually is perpetuating something that's so bad for us. I agree. I agree. And you're exactly right. We get that appraised like, oh my gosh, you're doing so great. You look so great. I'm so proud of you for being up. I used to go to the gym at 5 a.m. So I know, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, it can definitely add fuel to that fire. Well, and like you said, it is a very slippery slope. Like, where is it from I'm being mindful about what I'm eating and I'm working out to I now have a disordered relationship with food and exercise. And I don't, there's no, it's not like if you're doing this, you're okay. But if you're doing this, you're not okay. I think it's a line that we all have to walk and like ask yourself and be real with yourself. Is this truly serving me or am I doing it for some other reason do you do you see that with your clients like they take things to extremes as well definitely and I see that all the time very rarely do I not see that so sometimes when I have someone come to me that you know doesn't take things to the extremes or maybe hasn't tried 
even one diet, I'm like, hang on, let me ask you that question again. Are you sure that you haven't dieted? Because with the work that I do in my company, Metabolic Fix, we focus so much on healing the metabolism, repairing the metabolism, balancing out the hormones, ultimately correcting all of the damage from the years of yo-yo dieting, or even one year of chronically dieting can set you back. So not even years. So yes, there's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of psychological um, issues with food as in, you know, their relationship with food isn't healthy. They feel like they have to punish themselves for simply eating like, um, you know, one cookie. It's the end of the world. Um, carbs are scary, you know, in general, they're very fearful of carbs and yeah, it is just a trap. And sometimes there's also a lot of over-exercising or doing hours of cardio that just kind of combines with that disordered eating as well. And so we spend a tremendous amount of time ultimately rebuilding, reframing the mindset, the relationship with food and correcting a lot of the damage that the dieting caused to begin with. Absolutely. Okay. So you guys, we are going to dive into that because it's a huge topic, but before we go in, I wanted to share something that Ashley and I have in common. I don't know if you know this. I was just, you know, catching up on everything with you on, on Instagram, which I think is the best way to get to know someone. And you were talking about putting on lipstick and working out. You saw your daughter doing that. I firmly believe lipstick leads to PRs. Like I put on lipstick to go work out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I want to give you a hug right now. I swear. You're like my best friend online. This is awesome. And even more in earrings to go work out. Like it's something about if I feel good, I feel strong. It's a whole thing. That's so funny. You know, I used to feel, I used to feel so silly for that because, you know, I thought, oh my God, like, yes, I truly do. And it's not for show, meaning I don't just do it because I'm going to take do a, you know, an Instagram video for a workout. I literally will have lipstick on when I go do my workout in my garage and nobody's watching me. I promise you, not even the mailman sees me, but it's for myself. And so exercise working out in a healthy prescriptive way, it truly helped um, pull me out of that fog I was in with just the dieting, the obsession with food. And honestly, I, I became very prescriptive about my workouts, but still exercise cut back and really focused on strength training. And it just empowered me. And so, yeah, I put my lipstick on. I love big hoops. I love lipstick. I mean, those are two things you'll probably see on almost all my Instagram and I love it. It's just who I am. And I swear I feel stronger too. Yep. It's amazing. So we have got to talk about something about being in a caloric deficit for too long. First off, how long is too long and what are the repercussions of it? Yeah, I love this conversation because I think, you know, whenever I talk to my audience, my clients and say, you can't be in a fat loss phase forever. um, There are some of them are like, what do you mean? But I want to stay here until I reach my goal. And so typically with my clients, If we have been, and so I will do very prescriptive, if the relationship is healthy with food, there's not emotional eating, um, severe stress eating or anything like that, we'll typically do one treat meal per week, even in a fat loss deficit to just get that caloric surplus, reset some of the fat loss hormones. Also mentally, if you have a family, if you enjoy being with friends, whatever it is, you can freely go have a meal 
If you want to have pizza and ice cream with your kids, go have it. If you want to go out with your girlfriends and have a reasonable meal. Now, obviously, there are some boundaries around it, meaning you can't go eat a whole pizza and drink two bottles of wine and call that a treat meal. It has to be reasonable. And so we have these discussions. Um, so even in a fat loss phase, generally speaking, I will prescribe. And obviously, I'm looking at the data, the, their weight, their inches, how much weight they need to lose. Do they need to just do body composition stuff where they are? But typically I'll do at least one treat meal per week um, so they can just have that meal. So that'll also give them a little bit of a bump every week, even if they're in a healthy caloric deficit. But generally speaking, even though we're doing many diet breaks or many, um, many surpluses of calories prescribed throughout the week, if you are working, for example, with me three to six months. And if I'm not seeing any fat loss, even three months, to be quite honest, if we're going at this for three months and there's no fat loss, no body composition changes, a lot of, a lot of women will assume, well, if I'm not losing three and four pounds a week, then I'm not making progress. And that's just not accurate. Yeah. And that's actually not even, that's not even a, like a true statement, but diet programs have taught us to believe if we're not dropping pounds every week, then it's not working. And so I want to educate my ladies on, well, what is, you know, sustainable results? What is a real plateau? And so if we see things aren't moving in three months, I am definitely wondering what's going on. Now, if it's a client that we, I've done a full reverse diet with, and or my co-coach has done a full re reverse diet with and they're not responding by the three month point we will still push it maybe to six months i'm not sure about you but sometimes i've noticed it does take a little bit longer for them to respond if if their metabolism isn't healthy even though they've done a reverse diet i can still see the results takes just a little bit longer yep. It's so interesting. So what happens like for those people who don't understand this, I, I get the same thing. Well, what do you mean? I haven't reached my goal yet. Why would I come out of my fat loss phase? Well, because you cannot stay in that deficit forever. Can you talk to us about like wh what happens in the body when we do stay in that deficit? Well, it no longer is our deficit anymore. Point number one, but exactly. <laughs> there's other things. Can you talk to that point? Yeah, so your metabolism is going to ultimately, we call it metabolic adaptation, which just means that your metabolism is going to adapt and it adapts and it can adapt upward, meaning your body can acclimate to eating more, which is what where I am and where I try to get most of my clients. But if you are in a caloric deficit for too long, I have not noticed any benefits from staying there. And so typically they stop getting results. And so we'll see a plateau, a true plateau in fat loss, weight loss, where it's been literally weeks of no um, inches lost or weight lost. And typically I don't see much change in the progress photos either. Mm -hmm. Strength even starts to stay the same or regress a little bit. So suddenly, you know, they'll be in the gym and the weights just feel much heavier, even though they're not. And so that's a big sign to me that, hey, you know, this isn't your fat loss deficit anymore. Your metabolism has now down-regulated and acclimated to really what you're eating currently. Mm -hmm. And there's two options, depending on how much of a deficit you're in and how long you've been in a fat loss phase, you could potentially go down a little bit more if you had 
the bandwidth to do so. So for example, let's just say my maintenance calories are 2000, just for easy math. Mm -hmm. I want to start fat loss. I'm very conservative with fat loss deficits. And I'm also particular on where we're cutting the calories from. So it's not like your crash diet where you're just shaving calories off. It doesn't matter what you're cutting now. Um, I would start more conservative, let's say 1800 calories to 150, 200 calorie deficit. And for me, my BMR is in the 1300 range. I always have a safeguard that I build in with myself and my clients. So there's a certain, you know, with, with all of my ladies, I say, hey, we can't get too close to your BMR, but we have this much room between that number and your maintenance to manipulate. And so if there's a lot left, then sure, you can even try to manipulate things a little bit more, drop your calories down, take a look at, you know, maybe are you consuming too many carbs, too many grams of fat, too many grams of protein, but let's just say for that lady that's not, which is a lot of what I see, they're already pushing it to the aggressive fat loss phase. Um, typically, at that point, we have to have a diet break, and that's not what anyone wants to hear, and my response is always, we can't take you any lower. Yes. There's nowhere to go. Um, so, you know, I always tell them that if they are in a deficit and they're, and they're already in the most aggressive fat loss phase, that we can't go down any lower. So, you know, and that's when it's really helpful to have someone guiding you through this journey yeah. because, you know, it's hard to figure out these numbers. What is your... BMR, your basal metabolic rate, what is your TDEE, how many calories do you need for maintenance, which is, it, it really does help to have someone's help so they can guide you through this mm -hmm. and give you that, the facts, like what's the BMR, what's the TDEE? Well, and that's the thing, it, it's this fine line again, it's such a, a sensitive topic, is fat loss hard? No, it's not hard. It is simple. However, you do need to be strategic about it. And I just think, you know, like I think about my friends that I have that aren't in our industry. Most people don't know this stuff. They think, okay, even if they did know their maintenance calories and they have been eating 2000 calories a day, they might go into a way more aggressive deficit and then hit that plateau and then know where to go. But they didn't know that. They don't know these strategies of having a diet break, which I love what you said. I love delivering the message. Yeah, we need to have a diet break. <laughs> the scale's gone up. We're not seeing any changes. I want you to eat more. Wait, what? <laughs> How do you have that conversation with clients or what does it typically look like on your end? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I am very honest. I, and, and I don't want to say I, I am very, very direct, very clear, because to be honest with you, I feel like a lot of the ladies that are coming into my world, they have been told so much BS that they just need someone to tell them the true facts. They don't want the fluff from me. They want the facts. And that's what they're paying me to do is to educate them and to tell them. So quite honestly, they aren't excited to hear that. And sometimes it does challenge their previous mindset with losing weight based off of these diet programs they previously did. But, you know, a lot of them are like, you know, I know something's not right too. 
So although you're saying this, it's not exactly what I want to hear, but ladies, we know when we don't feel right, when we know that we're pushing our bodies really, really hard, that biofeedback is always communicating with us. We are either listening or ignoring it. So a lot of times these ladies already know, they're like, I know, you know, I'm eating 1100 calories or 1200 calories and I wasn't losing weight. So I know I can't eat any less. I just don't know how to get out of this situation. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I, I actually posted this on Instagram today. Like, if what you're doing isn't working, why do you keep on doing it? And I, I am looking to get some honest feedback from people. My theory is they don't know what else to do. Like, they don't know any better. And that is why you would hire Ashley or myself or somebody else who you trust to put, you know, put your health and wellness goals with, because you just, you're an expert in what you do. That's what I tell my clients. You are an expert in what you do. I'm an expert in what I do. Let me help you. So you can keep doing all the things that you love to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a great question. I always ask clients the same thing as well. You know, if it's not working for you, continuing to do that same thing is not going to give you a different result. And so you do have to change your approach. I know that it's scary sometimes. I know that it's different. And let's be honest. I mean, I actually went to a couple of these really big trendy diets websites the other day just to check it out because I was talking with a potential client and she was telling me about her program she was doing and all that she got for maybe $15 a month or something like that. She paid for a yearly fee, but it was like all of these services and all these things were included. So I went out on the website, looked through everything and said, wow, this company marketed nothing so well. And I will repeat that they marketed, there was actually really there um but it made it on paper it looked great like they had meal plans and coaches and all of these things and at the end of the day they got a workout on demand cookie cutter meal plans and if they wanted to buy into the shakes and the containers and all of these other things then you know they could add on the other things and hey even do coaching as well you know and so anyways it's, it's just I think sometimes women are scared to try something different because they feel like what they're doing is giving them what they need or it's being perceived that way when you look at things on paper but it's really not it's so cookie cutter there's no customization no two women are the exact same so why should we eat the exact same amount every single day and the exact same foods. And even if we did, we would still have totally different bodies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so hard. I know. And I think another reason it's scary to do something different is because it's also, it's counterintuitive to what we think. I get it. Like, so my scale has stayed the same, or maybe I've gained some weight. You're telling me I need to eat more. Like, I understand how there's a little disconnect there. Wait, you're telling me to take more rest days. That doesn't make sense to me, but um, yeah, it's just everything we've been taught isn't necessarily right. Or to your point of metabolic adaptation, it will work for a while. And then we have to have other like toggles to pull, you know, to pull from like a Sam Miller science type of situation. Like 
you have to have other tools in your toolbox that you can that you can utilize. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And, and your metabolism is like a rubber band. We pull, we can pull, 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 but eventually you're not going to be able to pull anymore. Mm -hmm. And the more strategic you are about going into a fat loss deficit, going into a phase of maybe where you want to build muscle mass, everybody does have different goals. The less pull you're going to have, the more bandwidth you're going to have, and then transitioning into a maintenance phase because staying in a fat loss deficit is not sustainable year round. Mm -hmm. It's going to be easier to make, it's going to be easier to sustain that result you have. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of women don't even know what the maintenance word means because they're in fat loss all the time. Yes. So here's a question that we get asked a lot um, as we are transitioning someone from a fat loss phase into reverse diet. Why would I reverse diet now when I haven't reached my goal yet? Right? So that's, you may not be where you want to be just yet, but you have to understand you can't get there unless you take this path. So how do you deal with women who are saying, but I haven't reached my goal weight yet. I don't want to maintain this weight. So I don't want to move into maintenance. Like they don't, they don't, they don't see that. They think that just because they're going to move up to maintenance, they have to maintain where they are for like forever, but that's not the case. Exactly. And my answer is always this. There's no other option. We have to do this because, and then explaining why actually the secret, if there is a secret to reaching your goal is coming out of that um, deficit going into a more maintenance um, caloric range. And then I also zoom out and focus in on the macros. So not just calories, but protein, fats, and carbs. I am not a macro coach, but I do utilize looking at balancing out those if clients are open, just so they're not eating, you know, all of their calories from carbs only or all of their calories from fats only. No one's ever had all of their calories from protein only in my world, but, you know, so usually it's like carbs are not even understanding the basics of what healthy protein, fats, and carbs are. So even if you're not tracking macros, just being educated on those are the three food groups that that caloric range you're shooting for is being broken down into. And I want to empower women so they understand what food is, um, how our bodies break it down, how, for example, even our caloric needs can vary from season to season, and then how to go about things in a sustainable way, because the healthier your metabolism is, the better you're going to respond to a fat loss phase and fat loss does become easy because suddenly you don't have to cut hundreds of calories anymore to see great results with a very responsive metabolism. You can cut 150 calories and see great results. Sometimes it's like, um, it's, it's like you and I, and you know, we've crossed to the other side and like, we just so desperately want everyone come over here. It's so much better over here, but it's scary. Like climbing that wall. I remember my first diet. Um, it was scary for me because I, you know, I, I was just, I'm, we're just like everybody else. We've just learned the lessons and it, it was scary to increase calories every other week. And I didn't know how long I was going to be there, but I tell you what, man, it was the best thing I have ever done for my physique my relationship with food for, for everything, honestly, for my business, because I learned about it so I can teach people about it. 
Do you remember your first reverse diet? Yes, I did. And so I had to take myself from eating under my BMR all the way up to maintenance. And I did a very slow reverse because I also had a lot of hormonal issues. So I was trying to really tackle two things at one time. Mm -hmm. And so I did it very gradually, but here's something else. And I don't know if you've noticed this. I actually, through my reverse, started to notice more muscle definition, started to notice more body composition changes. I was working out less, but started to see my hard work paying off because I was eating enough. I have clients now, not every client. So I don't want to give this, you know, as like the norm, but I do have a good percentage of clients that go through the reverse and lose pounds and inches. And I see that often. I mean, they were having maybe 1,100, 1,200 calories, and then we'll get them up in 17, 1,800 range, and the inches and pounds are starting to fall off. And they're like, why is this happening? And I'm like, you know, your metabolism is thanking you for taking your body saying, thank you. It's not in that starvation mode anymore. It's not holding on to all that body fat because it's afraid you're not going to give it enough energy the next day your hormones are going to be more balanced. And that's when you're focusing on just not how much you're eating, but what you're eating. And when that all starts working together, it can be amazing. But even if you gain weight through a reverse, which is normal for some people, most people, it is worth it because you are going to get so much healthier once you get to the other side. And to your point as well, it makes that next fat loss, fat loss phase a successful fat loss phase. You can get the results that you want. And it all comes down to this like delayed gratification. We're not toddlers. We cannot say, I want it now, I want it now, and think mommy's going to give it to us. Be patient, do the work, and then you can get what you want for real for, and for good. It's amazing. Yeah. So how long was your first reverse since you went from below your BMR up to maintenance? So it took me a full year to truly get hormonally and metabolically just in a much better spot. So a full reverse diet, um, you know, to finally be consistently eating enough and hormones much more balanced. I would say the reverse itself, just factoring in that was a good six month period. And I gained weight as well. So although I saw a lot more muscle definition, I was very underweight and I needed to gain weight. And so instantly when I started eating, and that's something else that'll happen is, you know, if you're not eating enough at times when you instantly bump those calories up, even if it's all clean foods, you'll pick up weight pretty quickly. And I did that. I mean, you know, I was underweight. So as soon as I started bumping things up, 10 pounds very easily came onto my frame, you know, and, and that was an adjustment but I was walking and lifting a couple times a week. And, you know, I finally started to hit this point to where I started to notice more muscle definition. And I just wasn't this, you know, very thin and lanky, you know, little girl. I mean, I looked, I've I've always been petite, but you know, I just was so thin. And so I was like, wow, I've got muscles. And (laughs) as my six-year-old says, humps on my arms and, (laughs) you know, and so, yeah. And it was, that was exciting. And that's something you can also notice. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I know I need to eat more, you know, you can, you know, just don't think about the, the possible bad things, like a little bit of weight gain, you're going to see amazing benefits, potentially lose inches, lose pounds, build more muscle mass and have a much healthier metabolism. So you're not constantly in that vicious cycle, right? It's the only way out. It is the exit strategy. Um, 
So my first reverse diet was also, mine was over a year. Um, I, I don't know if I had any hormonal things in terms of like my thyroid, but of course my metabolism had adapted down. I wasn't losing weight at eating 1300 calories. So there was no other option. There was no other option. And I remember going from like that 1300 calories up to 1700 calories. My physique was amazing. Everyone wanted to know what I was doing. And I was like, I'm eating more. It was bizarre because I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know about this. And so I had no idea what to expect, but all of a sudden, like you said, I had more energy for my workouts. I was lifting heavier. I had the definition. And then as I kept increasing, the definition went away a little bit and that's okay. I think the other part is we have to understand our body changes through the seasons. We don't have to hold ourselves to this high standard of being super lean all the time. And I know not everyone understands that. Like not everyone is a lean person that's going to listen to this. Like some people just need to lose 10 pounds to be healthy. Okay. But if you are one of those people that you know, you can get lean, you shouldn't be your leanest year round. And this, and that's okay. Like it repairs your relationship with so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I agree. And, and I think that, you know, you're exactly right. We're not meant to be, you know, super duper, you know, lean to that level. If that's something you like to be every year round. I mean, there are seasons. And one of the things I've done for myself, and I also suggest for my clients is once you get in a pretty good place, you know, your metabolism is pretty healthy. You're feeling pretty good. I always suggest just starting to eat more now with some guidance. Now for me to say eat intuitively, you know, you have to know, you have to understand the protein, fats, and carbs. You really do have to be in a great place with food. Most of the time you have to have tracked. So you understand truly what portions look like because people can take, even educated people can take the intuitive eating thing too far. But for me personally, with my education, my training and my, all my personal experience, I hit a point to where I was able to start pulling back a little bit and just say, okay, I'm going to trust that I know what I'm doing with my food and I'm going to check in still, but not as frequently. And I'm going to let my body settle because, you know, I started a family. I started, you know, I had, I had a company in 2015. I went out on my own, but I wasn't working a lot at that time. And then in 2019, I moved my full company online. So my priorities had to start shifting in my life with kids and a business. So I couldn't have my body composition being my first priority. Right. So I had to trust that the system and methods I used were going to work and my body would settle where it needs to be. And it, and for the most part now it's settled and it's not, it's not effortless to be here, which I don't think it's effortless for anyone. You know, we're all working on these things, but it's also not max effort or anything even close to max effort. I'd say it's right in the middle of I'm putting out effort. I'm eating well, I'm training consistently, but to be honest with you, it's not an obsession. It's not a primary focus of mine anymore. I, I, I resonate with that 100%. My goal this year was to step away from tracking, right? I have all the knowledge. I was like, Kylie, you don't need to do this anymore. What will happen if you don't? So I will check in because that's my fear with regular people, not coaches. Like you're telling me you are not tracking because you trust yourself so you could eat less. Like that's 
when you tell me you're going to stop tracking to me, it's because you want to eat less. So anyway, that was my goal. And yes, I'll check in. I know I eat so much the similar same foods every single day. It's it's easy for me to hit my macros without tracking, but it's been so freeing and you, you cannot do it unless you have tracked in the past. I firmly believe, but yes, priorities change. You can I love what you said. My leanness could no longer be my primary focus. And I don't know who on this world, on this earth, that can't be their primary focus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you are talking about how do you know when you've reached like your, your weight? How did you phrase it? Because I'm there too. Like I've found my weight where my body is comfortable. It takes some effort, but it's not, I mean, I'm going to lift four or five times a week. I get my steps in, I eat my protein. So it's mindful, but it's not an obsession. Yeah. I don't know if you've gotten to that point. So that was a journey in itself is finding that point. And that's even something I try and really help my clients because sometimes they're like, okay, I reached my weight goal. Can I quit now? And I'm like, no, actually we need to keep, we need to work on maintenance. We need to get, we need for you to settle in. It's the settling in process as women, because we work so hard to do the thing and get to this good place that we don't really know what's next or what that even looks like. And even for myself, I had to explore that because I also knew that the way I was doing things in my early 20s was not sustainable or healthy for me now. And so I had no option. It was like what was working, what was working, which was not healthy, but worked as far as getting lean. Um, You know, I can't do this anymore. And so that's when over those years, I really built out the full metabolic fix curriculum, although it's very customizable, and started implementing that with myself because my, uh, you know, the clients that come to me are typically, you know, working professionals, um, some, some are mothers, some are not, some have dieted in the past. They want to focus on other, other things outside of their weight or their body composition. And so the one thing for me is just like you, I tracked so consistently. I think even at one point, obviously customized to fit Michael, I utilized my fitness pal for their food library, not their cookie cutter macro percentages. Nobody do that, please. (laughs) No one do that. I know I always have to clarify that because there have been times when I've done podcast interviews or even my own presentations and someone would be like, oh, you just use my fitness pal. And I'm like, yeah, but no, 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 no. I don't use it for that. Um, so I tracked religiously and it wasn't to obsess or diet. It was because I did not eat enough and I did not know how to eat enough. And like you said, not tracking was not eating enough typically. So when I would, you know, not want to track, it would mean I'm not eating enough. And most of the time with clients, it's, you're going to go back to the 1200 calorie trap again. And so I track consistently, got very comfortable with food and portions. There were times when I would even do little experiments with myself and eyeball portions see what I did and then measure it out to see if it was even close. And I know that sounds, yeah, I know that sounds silly, but I really did want to see how comfortable, how knowledgeable am I really when it comes to these things. Mm -hmm. And so for me to find that happy weight, healthy weight, um, I, it was some trial and error. I knew I had to get through the also side effect from crash dieting and eating too little cravings. Oh, yeah. Sometimes binges would happen. 
So there was like, I had sugar addiction problems. I craved sugar after every meal. You know, my adrenals were tanked. I craved sugar even more because of that. Um, so I had a lot of healing to do. So after I started to heal my body, my relationship with food, those cravings started to go away. And so I, I, I saw where my weight steadied at. And so this was from tracking. I would say, okay, well, when I'm eating this much now, you know, I can consume, let's say 2,300 calories and my weight's happy. I don't gain, I don't lose. Oh, well, if I start going over and let's say a couple of days, I would eat a little more and more freely. Let's say if I was hitting, I don't know, I know this may sound crazy if you have dieted, but 2,600 calories or so. And let's just say, if I started to notice my weight was trending upward a bit, I just bring it in and find that midpoint. And so I would also adjust my portions. And like you even mentioned, you start to to see, uh, you eat the same similar foods. Mm -hmm. So it is intuitive tracking in a sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and so that's kind of been the journey there to find the happy weight. I hope everyone like can see how much control you have and not in a super controlling way. Once you do the work, and you've learned about your body and you've learned about portion, you have so much more freedom because like Ashley said, you have a day where you eat 2,600 calories, which is not hard to do. Um, and you realize your weight is trending up. So you, you have the data. So we're collecting data always. We say, oh, I've done the thing where I start to eat a little bit more. I can scale back just a little bit and get my weight back to that comfortable set point range. It's yeah. just such a better way to, to live. Mm-hmm. I hope everyone starts to experience this freedom. So where can we find you, Ashley? This has been wonderful. Where can we find you? How can we follow you? Yeah, so I hang out on Instagram all the time. I love Instagram. <laughs> I love Instagram. So I'm always hanging out on Instagram. It's Ashley underscore Fillmore, F-I-L-L-M-O-R-E-1. Um, I'm on there all the time. My company's Metabolic Fix. Um, there's lots of information at the link in my bio about what I do, how I serve my clients. But yeah. is um, So is it, do you do groups or do you do all one-on-one? So primarily it's one-on-one coaching, um, myself and, and, and my co-coach, we work with clients one-on-one. Um, and then I also do group coaching a couple times a year and then, um, a workout membership program, just really affordable for women that want to strength train, have good, solid science-based programming, um, once a month, fresh workouts, you know, maybe they've even done some of my other programs and graduate and stay in that option. Oh, that's awesome. How do you deliver those? Um, through trainer, it's called Trainerize. It's a workout app. Yeah, that is great because honestly, ladies, if you're listening to this, here's what I'll get feedback on. Like, okay, I know I need to be strength training, Kylie. Where do I go? Like, what do I do? You know, because we know following just swipe workouts on Instagram isn't the best way to go about it. I didn't know you offered that. I can't wait to tell people. Yeah, so I've been a strength and conditioning um, coach, certified personal trainer for over a decade, about 15 years now. And so I've always loved that. I love designing workout programs. Um, and every four weeks, the ladies get a new program. We very much show focus on keeping the metabolism revved up so fat loss can occur. Um, and also we talk a lot about hormonal health 
prescribing the appropriate dose of, you know, HIT or finishers. Um, yeah, and it's just really solid programming and it's all delivered through my workout app. There's no nutrition customization, but that's what makes it so affordable and awesome is it's just awesome workouts. And then there's a private community. You can also ask questions if you need extra exercise substitutions or something like that. Okay, good to know. Well, I am so glad that we finally connected. It has been a true pleasure. And I know a lot of people are going to walk away with this, like feeling more confident in their next steps. Um, You are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much, Ashley. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you so much. This was so fun. It was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Here's the Deal with Kylie. Please make sure you check out Ashley on Instagram at Ashley underscore Fillmore one, where you can find links to all of her upcoming programs and offerings. And also, if you are interested in learning more about how your metabolism works, make sure you are on the wait list for the January 3rd round of my program, Lift to Get Lean. And you can check out all the details and join the wait list at lift to get lean with Kylie.com. We'll talk to you soon.